you may not look like a winning team, but you are one. So start playing like one. The Guardians didn't do that on Tuesday night, unfortunately. Uh, once again, the Guardians actually had a good offensive night. The bullpen was fine. fine. The de- defense wasn't great. They didn't run the base as well, and their starting pitching stunk again. So another night where the team just could not put all facets of the game together. Are the Guardians a good team? No. It's almost June. We're going to have a good philosophical debate on if the Guardians are a good team, where they're headed, why they've headed in this direction. More rotation debate, of course, because that's what everyone loves right now. And we're going to get to that embed stat that sucked from yesterday that we didn't get to because everyone's excited about that. This is Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Guardians. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash lockdownmlb and remember, enter the promo code lockdownmlb. Let's throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. I want to pull back the curtain, metaphorically and, I guess, like, virtually. Uh, Justin and I had a good debate before getting on air, and I think outside of probably my wife, maybe even more than my wife, Justin has turned into the person I talk to the most just by the nature of this show. We spend an hour, five days a week talking, and then we also do the pre and post. So about two hours of my day <laughs> spent with Justin. And, you know, we've talked about how we, we never really get into things. Today might have been our, our most heated, like, debate of the year. If not, it was definitely in our, our top two to three. And uh, we'll, you know, we'll focus in on that. Uh, I, I realized I did the wrong opening because I forgot what day it is. And uh, I do want to also now go Obviously. back in and say that uh, it is not Tuesday, even though it felt like a Tuesday that this show will be Wednesday. So go to FanDuel.com uh, for that. But to pull back. We do love bird dogs. We do love bird dogs. I'll be uh, I'll be sporting those at field day on Friday. Uh, nice. Perfect for that. But uh, yeah, we love FanDuel as well. FanDuel.com slash locked on MLB. But yeah, no, this, this team is just infuriating. And it's making me not want to be on Twitter. And it's making me not want to get into debates. Because... On a very basic level, like a year ago at this time, everyone was like, Cal Quantrell, his metrics are, um, you know, maybe he's the guy that metrics don't matter to. It's like, he's probably overperforming a little. Let's not race it. And right now he's underperforming a little. But the baseball is the sport that uh, you can't knee-jerk react to. And when your team is this frustrating, like if they were just terrible all the time, We'd just be giving up and talking about the draft. fantastic draft that is coming in next year. Yeah. Uh, Bro- uh, Brody Brecht, Jack Caglione, Nick Kurtz. You know, we could we could go Kurtz. for days. Uh, Kurt for Kurtz. <laughs> just don't look at the recent history of college first baseman. It's, uh, yeah. it'll, it'll make you hurt. Uh, but instead, this team keeps making us feel like, hey, they won three out of four. And listen, today's game was one they were probably going to lose. Like, this was not a good matchup. This was the worst matchup on paper for them in these Sometimes last Sometimes it doesn't games. matter either, though. Sometimes no, it I know matter. it doesn't. But I'm just saying, like, then we just come in and the way this one gets lost, the offense performs. Everyone reaches base except for Stephen Kwan. Uh, multi-hit games by Brennan and, uh, and, and Straw. And, and Andres, like guys were really hoping can turn it around because I was pulling some stats before this game for Justin. It's like 
we're going to get in the starting pitching, but there are 13 teams that have hit more home runs in May than Cleveland has hit all year. Cleveland is now officially has the worst on base percentage in baseball. They have the worst batting average in baseball. They have the worst OPS in baseball. You know, Justin talked about yesterday. It was a great call. They entered May leading the league in stolen bases. They are the second worst team in stolen bases this month. They're not even trying. And it just, you're well, looking for answers everywhere. Yeah. I mean, less opportunities, but they're not even trying 13, 13 attempts. I mean, they're, they're doing less than one every two games. Uh, you can do better. They can do better. They're just, I can't do better. <laughs> they um, can't. I mean, you could try. It I would be thrown is, out. Is, is, is Zanino catching? You might have a chance. I'm sorry. I would, I'd be thrown out between first and second. The ball would um, already, it would throw around the horn before I get there. <laughs> That's but still, it's like, it's just, it, it's frustrating when you have a day like today where it's like, Hey, the offense worked. And then let's leave Quantra out to dry. And he ends up giving up eight and one of his worst starts of his career. But again, I want to talk about the fact that this is a guy who was worth nearly what I think over two war last year, over three war the year before that. Uh, we need to be more, this isn't a, a Zach Pisak who keeps doing dumb things. This isn't a Aaron Zavale who is made of uh, toothpicks and, and, you know, uh, super glue. Super glue. Uh, I was to say hot glue. That was what I couldn't think of the word there. Uh, hot and glue. Very hard words to remember. But uh, <laughs> it is the end of but, your teaching year. So it's understandable. It is. Uh, you know, it, it's the thing with Quantrell, too, is we talked about this before. It's like we know they're trading Bieber in the next calendar year. Last night, calendar year. Yeah. Yes. Last night, before the, you know, By next January at the latest. Yeah. Yes. He'll be gone. So, yes, the rookies are great. But as we've learned this year, no one is is guaranteed every year. Like sophomore slumps happen. This entire team is having a sophomore regression slump. Regression period just happens. Regression happens. Teams get to see you. They get more tape on you. Yes, they have tape of you on the minors, but it's different when they have tape of you facing major league pit caliber player. Uh, and you need some stabilizing forces. Aaron Savali, again, he is made Could of tinker toys. He can't be the stabilizing presence in your rotation. Zach, please, Zach has never been described as a stabilizing presence in every any single way. We hope McKenzie uh, will be, but he's only done it once. And he's had a lot of injuries, like, you know, it, through his Clean career. Year, right. Clean you know, year. this is not the first year that he's missed months of time with an injury. So one thing you can say about Kyle Quantrell is that guy has been pretty much made of concrete. Uh, unfortunately, his fastball moves like it's made of concrete right now, but... Um, Wouldn't that be good when you get a lot of ground balls? If it was made of concrete. It'd be hard to no, because it's just not moving. It's just uh, boom. Because and that's the thing. Like right now, one of the big issues with this pitching staff is he's at he's at the low. His K rate has gone down every year the last three years. And right now, I think his K rate from last year is like Beaver's K rate this year. They're they're just struggling. Yeah, they are. I mean, he is struggling. His last two starts haven't been good. He's what did I say? He's had like a quality start, five quality starts, and eleven. 11 and, right? and, Let's be honest about who Cal Quantrill is, too. He is your fifth starter. Like last year, like you said, there people were like, oh, he looks like he's a guy who outperformed his metrics. And right now he is, like you said, pitching below his metrics. And he's been working on that splitter. He's been working on throwing other pitches. It just wasn't his night. I know people are going to overreact to the bad start and say, well. Cut McKen the bomb. Trade him. McKenzie pitched Tuesday, so Quantrill's gone. I, look, I, I legitimately do not know what they're going to do in the rotation. I know people had yeah. said, like, Tito had the comments about how, oh, well, Bobby and Allen have earned their earned their spots in the rotation. And I guarantee he's being truthful saying that, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah. They, um, they've what, said guys have earned spot. Like Tyler Freeman, he has said, has earned more playing time. 
and he hasn't gotten it. Right. So, you you know, that's him being a player's manager, saying the right thing. Obviously, doing the right thing matters more. And, you know, it would be short-sighted to send one of these two guys down long-term because you need all the good pitching you can get with this offense. And tonight, of course, the offense did claw its way back finally, and there was too much to overcome this time. But you need innings eaters. I mean – if we're if you're honest about Cal's role on this team, he is a fifth starter. He is an innings eater, like you said. He's a guy who can post you five or six innings, a quality start most times through the rotation. You know, he's going to have a four ERA or a high threes if you're lucky, maybe a, a low fours. He's not going to strike guys out. Yeah, he's going to have a blow up every now and then. But he, Cal Quantrill, would be a starter on every team in the league. Like, what rotation out there are you looking at? You tell me. Okay, Cal Quantrill cannot start on this team. The Mariners? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say Seattle's maybe the team. Came well, with healthy. Robbie Ray being hurt, maybe no, not. That's like, I don't, um, I don't, I know they brought up a couple of rookies, but like, he would be, would he be Oakland's like second best pitcher right now? Oakland's um, the only team in baseball who's, uh, because I was looking at this, has a negative war for their starting pitching staff this year. Their pitching he, is god awful. I mean, yeah. the, I guarantee the Astros would take him right now because they've had yeah. some injuries. Um, the Angels would take him in a heartbeat. And if you're saying, oh, trade the guy, I don't think that's a good solution either because number one, these trades are not happening on May 31st. No. They're not happening and in you're early selling June. Low. You're selling low. These trades aren't happening right now. And you cannot nuke, nuke your pitching depth, okay? We already saw what happened. La- like, look at 2021. We've talked about this multiple times in the show. We talked about how Sam Henshaw's before he was ready and J.C. Mejia, who was really never ready, really, to start to from major league yeah. team. Those guys were forced into action. Go back to 2019. Jeffrey Rodriguez was starting. I mean, Bybee and Allen weren't even supposed to be up at this point in the season, especially not Bybee. Like we were talking like next month for Bybee and at best. And yeah, I know there's depth. Like people are saying, well, you got Cantillo and you got, um, you know, Gaddis's depth, but Battenfield's hurt. And if you move guys like, you know, if you, if you move Quantrill and you're still trying to compete for the playoffs, you're down to your triple A pitching depth being Cantillo, Gaddis, and and Williams and I know everyone's like, well, that's fine. Go with all rookies. Go with Williams. He's really good. That's fine. You can do that, but you know, it, it, Aaron Savali is going to get hurt again. Let's be honest. I mean, he probably yeah. is going to get hurt again at some point. I guess I forgot Plesac, but do you really want Zach Plesac pitching for this team again? No, you don't. Nobody wants that. That's why he's in AAA. Like yeah. no, the guys he... that are the guys that are pitching in AAA right now. Besides Cantillo's not ready. Williams. Probably is, but you don't, you know, it'd be nice to not pull that trigger. I guess you could say you're already having issues trying to keep guys in rotation anyway with, with trying to decide who's staying from Bybee now and McKenzie being there. And you, okay. You, you do not get through the season with four, with, you know, with five starters or seven starters, it takes eight or nine. And there's a lot of season left. And if this team wants to make the playoffs, good Lord, they're going to need all this pitching depth they can get because the offense is not going to carry them to the playoffs. Like the, Even if the offense does come around, if, this is a big if, you are still going to need the pitching to carry this team. And I'm not saying Cal Quantrill should be pitching in a playoff game this year because they have enough depth where they don't have to worry about it right now. But you also got to remember Bybee and Allen don't have all these innings at the major league level built up so far. They have to be... You're, they're going to want to be careful with how they do this and having, they'll probably have extra rest built into their schedule at, at some, some point. point. Yeah. And you're going to want to have Cal Quantrill there to soak up some of these innings. And and the reason he got left out to dry tonight is because the bullpen didn't have it. I mean, Curry had to go three on Sunday 
and Eli came in. You just didn't have the guys to go that early this time around, and they don't have an off day this week. So the pitching depth matters, and, and Quantrill is not, it's not as bad as he pitched tonight. He's not as good as some of his other starts this year. He is a fifth starter, and it, no one's making that trade in May or June. And even if you do, it's just the depth is too important, and I know people are going to point at, you know, Williams and Cantillo, whatever, and that, that's fine. You can go with all rookies. You already have two rookies in the rotation. McKenzie, you know, you're going to trade Beaver either this year or next year. I don't know. It's it's a it's a big risk that people say. Well, they should take more risks. Maybe they should take more risks, but I don't think this is the risk to take. But I, I don't know what they're going to do with this routine. I really don't know. Yeah. I have no feel for how they're going. to I'm not going to be shocked by anything with this. Let me put it that way. No matter what call, right. I still think it's likely going to be one of the young guys going down, especially because. What do we know about Tito? It's like once you've kind Royal. of gone to war with him, he, I mean, you're one of his dudes. Like there's not a lot of teams where Ahmed would still be playing right now, but he is still, not only is he playing, he's still hitting second. Like Cal is one of his guys. Cal, you know, was flexible in his great season. And I don't think Tito is going to be the one to like, isn't going to run Cal out. Cal is one of his guys. And I think there's also, you know, something to be said for those guys. He is a veterans manager. He's a players manager but he is a vets manager. And I think Cal is here to stay and guys don't like moving to the pen. It is a change in role. You have to readapt your body. You have to readapt your approach and you're significantly going to earn less money. And they're going to lose depth. If you, if yeah. you put them in, if you put them in the bullpen, you know, you also have, if you, if you, something happens or you have to turn around, you have to stretch them back out. That that's an injury waiting to happen. You hope doesn't happen. And I mean, look, the numbers under the hood this year are not good for Cal. Let's be honest about that no. too. He has not pitched well. I just don't think he's as bad as he's. But all this, I mean, we got to go to break, but I'm just going to leave this thought. Everyone is playing about 30% worse than a year ago. Like everyone. Everybody except for the two rookie starters. And they don't really. Yeah, because they weren't here a year ago. But everyone is is pooping the bed this year across the board. There is not one player on this team where I'm like, he has taken a positive. I honestly, you know, who's taking the positive step forward? Miles Straw, because he's got a 72 runs created plus when a year ago he was at like a 40. That is your success story this year. Is my straw. That's how well, bad things have been. If that's how good things are, you definitely want to come back and hear more after this. Yes. Hey, FanDuel. I got it right this time. FanDuel. FanDuel. Uh, right now, all of you uh, new customers get a no, no sweat first bet. Up to $2,500. I know they think they're being sly with no sweat first bet, but just makes me mess those words up all the more there. That's why I had to slow it down. You get a $2,500 back bonus in bets if your first bet doesn't win. We were talking 1000 before. It's 2500 now. That is a crazy jump. That is the biggest bonus bet we have ever seen from FanDuel, who have been our sponsor since January of this year. So for you know, a decent chunk of time. There's no better place to bet all your playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA and Major League Baseball. And don't forget to check out tomorrow's game on Sirius XM. 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. 2 o'clock, my time. So, uh, yeah, I'll be getting to watch maybe the very time. Or, yeah. And then Hawaiian uh, over in Hawaii, it's you know five hours behind, so 10 a.m. for all of our Hawaiian Ooh. listeners. Little, uh, uh, little I've been getting more and baseball. more from uh, everydayers out of the country. So if you're an everydayer in Hawaii, let me know. Uh, yeah, Jeff, you know, I Jeff. Get, 
Hawaii yeah. is a U.S. state. Oh, did I phrase that wrong? <laughs> yes, no, I know Hawaii is a U.S. state. That was, <laughs> really I'm said Hawaii. <laughs> it's uh no, if you are in Hawaii, which I'm is, not good at geography, which I believe was actually the fiftieth state, right? It wasn't Alaska then Hawaii. Um, Arizona didn't they come at the same time. Didn't Alaska and Hawaii same come year? Same time. Uh, Arizona was one before that, but yeah, Hawaii. If you're from Hawaii, let us know. If you're a Joey Cantillo family member, please talk to him to come on the show. Um, uh, but there was a, uh, a joke at Lake County because they have the they have Alaska Avenue, the reliever there. Mm-hmm. And the last two years, because he's still there, we've been joking about Alaska has a uh, twin brother named Hawaii. Hawaii, matter, but yeah, no, it'd be good. Uh, Every day or Envar. Hawkshaw, uh, pronounced correctly. I don't think I pronounced it correctly, but uh, he is a European. We're getting a lot of European listeners, so thank you to our European listeners who uh, miss out on the joy of watching the games live because they're asleep and then just listen to our show. So we appreciate those those European listeners Yikes. that you're having some fun with. Uh, yeah. They use us instead of the game because the games aren't worth watching right now. That's <laughs> many of them are DMing totally me to say. Fair. Wow, that's totally fair too. I mean. We want. We are. We are. We are watching the games so we can do this, so we don't get fined. That's that's kind of where we're at. I mean, we were. We were. I feel like we weren't like super positive yesterday. We both kept saying like, "Okay, we want to see oh, more," and they didn't follow it up with more today. The offense no. was better. I mean, it was. Okay. No, it was legitimate. Like I said, everyone but Stephen Kwan got got a hit. Uh, everyone reached base twice except for Kwan and Jose Ramirez and um, Zanino. Kwan. You know, it was. Yeah, it was not. It was not a good night for Quan. He had a couple his, long at bats. That was about. He had a. He entered the day at a six ninety nine OPS, and it dropped sixteen points with those five at bats today. Yeah, so, because his entire OPS is inflated by his OBP. Yeah. There's no so when it when that drops, he just he he drops. Jose two. is below eight hundred now. Yes, he dropped below eight hundred with this one, which means they now have no one over eight hundred, and he's the only one over seven hundred. Um, yeah. It's not great. I mean, Josh Naylor, like I, you want to look at silver lines. Josh Naylor had a had smoked a, a two run single off a lefty. That was good. Josh and Naylor's uh, weighted runs created plus is the same as, and again, people ask weighted runs created plus takes everything says a hundred is average weights it all out. So it's just nice. So if a guy's at a 70, it means he's 30% below league average, a 130, 30% above league average. Naylor is tied with Gavarius and, and just a smidge above miles straw. So. Yeah, and everybody has just done bad at the same time. Like Josh Bell's yeah. hit today. It wasn't great. It was a blooper, but it got a run in. Jimenez had a, a nice double there in the game. Will Brennan back-to-back days with multi-hits, although Will Brennan had some adventures in the outfield tonight on this yeah. game. It wasn't pretty. I think it just snowballed on him uh, after that first mistake. I feel like it got into his head. It was bad. Um, that was about as bad defense I've ever seen him play. So hopefully – yeah, that was just a bad day for him. Uh, so Naylor has now moved past Quan to be second on the team in OPS at 692. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, there have been some positive signs of development for the offense in certain areas. I mean, Jose, you saw how frustrated he got that, that fly ball to center field that wouldn't have scored in Zanino because yeah. it was too short. He had a good opportunity there to, and it didn't come through. He's frustrated. I mean, they this for this offense to win, to do good, they need Jose to be an MVP candidate. And he's, they need to he's run the base in, like, like their hair's on fire. And the crazy thing with Jose, too, it's like, you know, for Mr. Like, he, listen, he's not a great athlete. We know that. But he is so smart, so intelligent. He is only, you know, he's five stolen bases, three caught stealing. Like, it's even little things like that, which is that just age starting to catch up with him as he hits his 30s. But, yeah, I mean, literally this whole team is 30 to – 40% worse than a year ago outside of straw and straw still isn't good. Let me clarify that straw is still not good. He's just 
better than last year where he was the worst yeah, hitter. Just wild. Like, and that's the thing. Like last year, your second best hitter was Andres Jimenez. This year he has been terrible. And yeah. he's only beating a med and straw in terms of OPS. Yeah. If you if you don't have that and Brennan. Like that's that's the whole thing. Like if you want to re- everyone's like, ah, you gotta replace Rosario and, and Zanino, and that's fine. And I'm, I'm not saying there's this isn't a reason to do it, but those two guys replacing those two guys isn't gonna turn this around. Quan, I know you took a lot of flack for her in the early in the year, but Quan has not been as good as he was a year ago. Naylor has somehow continued to underperform his metrics, which I still feel like those are gonna get straightened out. He's had a couple yesterday's game, I should say his Monday. Chase rate is a lot is Worse yeah, and Monday, that's the thing. Monday he's he chasing more, there. and I think that's offsetting it. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. But if Jimenez doesn't get it turned around, if Rosario, well, well, you're replacing Rosario, but if Jimenez doesn't get a turnaround and Jose doesn't play like an MVP candidate, Naylor doesn't start performing up expectations, and Josh Bell doesn't start doing what you signed to do, that doesn't matter. I'm not saying that's like that's not a reason to not replace Rosario and Naylor because I think it's or Rosario and um, Zanino. You, could, you should still do it if it's going to improve the offense and at least improve your shortstop defense. I don't know about catcher, but it's not going to fix this team either. Like like I said, Ramirez has to be an MVP candidate for this offense to be good. Josh Bell is not who we want him to be, as bad as Jose Abreu has been. And Andres Jimenez has to go back to being the second best hitter on this team somehow and not just because more guys are starting to fail. So. Those yeah, things I mean, aren't going to fix the team. We got one. We got one of Med Rosario stat we want to get to. Yeah, I think we'll save that for segment three. And we'll talk about the rotation a little more as well. Okay, before we go, I just want to throw this out there. If you get a chance, uh, go look up Brian Rocchio's play from shortstop over into second base. The Athletic posted the the video of it. If you had missed it, it uh, he somehow brings the shift back. So let's let's throw something positive. He amazing range for uh, for Rocchio. You can find it on yeah, the Columbus Clippers tri- um, Twitter as well. Twitter. Three o'clock on Wednesday, Baltimore and Cleveland. Search for the game on your SiriusXM app to hear Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhouse on the call. Uh, who's pitching on Wednesday, Jeff? Uh, isn't it Bieber? Is it Bieber versus again? Versus Voth. Austin Voth. Okay. Austin Voth versus Shane Bieber, I believe. You would think that would be a good matchup, but um, well, Austin Voth is not good. He's not. I liked him coming out of. Was he a Samford guy, maybe? I think I liked him coming out of school. When he was at the Nationals, I liked him quite a bit. Yeah. yeah he just hasn't been. Uh, is that, have they announced that it's a starter yet? Because right now MLB says TBA. So. Oh, I mean, I was just going off of projections, which I could oh, be wrong on. It has not because been he's happened. replacing Grayson, uh, Grayson Rodriguez, who was not. He was struggling. He was on, he was, I have multiple shares of him in fantasy and he's been pretty awful outside of the strikeout so maybe cleveland caught a break missing him because he probably would have turned his whole season around against cleveland so i'm not sure why baltimore didn't give him one more chance austin voth's 26 innings are not bad this year just great so they'll have he'll have five shutout innings on wednesday and that's good uh ahmed rosario so this is the things that are bad this is the stat we wanted to get to on tuesday and we did not so jay jaffe of fan graphs um as jeff has been saying for a couple weeks now every every stat that Trey Tur- that explains why Trey Turner is struggling right now also happens to include Med Rosario doing the same terrible things. So on uh, May 26th, which was Friday, Jay Jaffe had tweeted that well, who who has the lowest run values against pitch types, and basically run value is 
it's negative or positive. You either are good against the pitcher or you're not. So if you have a, a positive run value against a certain pitch, that means you are excelling at hitting the certain pitch. If you have a negative run value, you are producing at a below average rate against the pitch, which means you stink against it. So Trey Turner, negative 11 run value against the four seam fastball. He is hitting a buck 50 off of it. And he is swinging and missing at the fastball 28% of the time almost. Uh, it's a list of a bunch of players. And Trey Turner has the worst run value of any pitch against this year through May 24th. And unfortunately, Med Rosario is on this list, not once, but twice. He is on here for having the worst run value against the slider, which is negative eight. Uh, he is whiffing at the sliders 30, almost 35% of the time, hitting 216. And he is also on there for four seam fastballs. He is at negative seven run value whiffing 24.5% of the time and hitting 140 against the fastballs. The good news is I don't think there are any pitchers who throw sliders and four seams, right? That's not a thing, right? Oh, wait, never mind. Francisco Lindor, for what it, Francisco Lindor, for what it's worth, is also <laughs> on here against sliders. And and I'll even be fair because I know people get mad at us about our Sean Murphy love. Sean Murphy, for some somehow, this is amazing because usually guys crush sinkers. That's usually a bad pitch now. Sean Murphy is in a negative eight against sinkers, but he is absolutely hitting the living daylights out of every other pitch besides sinkers. Whereas Med Rosario, not so much. So, uh, yeah. If only those pitchers wouldn't throw him fastballs and sliders, and that would be it's great, just, right? It's, <laughs> you know, and we go back to my stat and, <laughs> and the fact that his his strikeout percentage is is double a year ago. He's cooked right now. Like he is cooked. Yeah. And yeah, he reached base twice today. One of them being by a walk. His walk rate is up, but. You can't be the worst defensive shortstop in baseball by one advanced metric and be a mediocre hitter. And like he's he's gotten his range is very limited. He actually gets to a lot of the ones in his limited range, but he's not a guy who has a lot of uh, you know side to side movement. It's the, the time has come and gone. Like I know you say it's not going to be a fix it, and it's not a fix it. But this is a bad team. This is not a team that's going to make the postseason, in my opinion. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, and you guys can all come back and laugh at me, and I'll gladly take it. But it's time to see if Gabby Arias can handle that position with, again, Rokio just batting down the door, ready to come along. It's kind of time to take those reps away from the guy who is not part of this team's future, and that's just my opinion. That's my. He's not, no, and that's that's the problem, and – they're trying to do everything they can to win this year, and I guess they feel like stop trying to make a med happen. They're trying. They feel like for whatever reason, a med, like even the best version of a med, I don't think is going to make this team any better because he's a league average hitter. This team is not a league. Like he should hit ninth is, on a good team. This is not. This team isn't a league average Against hitter right. away from from turning it around. Like if they were only a league average hitter away from turning it around, we would all be doing backflips out right now because that would be great. That would mean this thing's going great. They're not a league average hitter from turning this thing around. So Ahmed, Ahmed rebounding isn't going to fix it. So no matter how long you stick with Ahmed and say, well, to get where we're going, to get where we want to go, we're going to need Ahmed. Like they used to do with Brian Shaw. You know, it used to be to get where we want to go, we need him to be the best version of himself. And yeah, for Brian Shaw, that was true because Brian Shaw at least was a, an above league average reliever. Ahmed Rosario is a league average player. This team is not, he's not playing like a league average player, but here's the thing. Even if Ahmed gets better, this team is not turning it around. And you might say, well, maybe there's a 
I don't know, a ripple effect or a snowball effect. If a med starts going, then the rest of the team will start going. Because Bieber did have that comment saying, we go as a med goes. That would be, that's that's terrifying, truthfully, to me. That was a month ago, I think. I would argue a med never really goes. He's just kind of there. <laughs> I mean, he does run fast, so there yeah. is that. But you know, he has really, it's been running, things, running but fast he's... right back to the dugout. I, I feel like this team goes, you know, what we've seen is, you know, it's. Again, and, and really, it's the there's fact no that reason. Everyone is 30% worse than a year ago. Yeah, everybody is. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's not on replacing Rosario and Zanino in this team. All like you can't ask Bo Naylor to come up here and Brian Roque to come up here. Like, okay, it's fixed. It's on you guys. Turn this thing around. Like, it's it was unfair to ask Bobby and Allen, I guess, to do it with the rotation, and they kind of have because the rotation was pretty bad before they got up here. Logan Allen has the same war as Shane Bieber right now. Tanner Bybee is a tenth off of them. The best pitcher on this team is not named Shane right now. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm just going to I'm going to throw out what I said to you earlier. Shane Bieber's FIP is a 403. He is a plus Josh Tomlin right now. Like he is not striking. He's striking out guys at the same rate Josh Tomlin did, walking them at the same rate, giving up home run, home runs at about the same rate. His hit rate is a bit lower, so that's what makes him better. But Shane, like when we sit there and I see people trying to convince me that like Oh, we can get Nolan Gorman for him. No, you can't. You know, can we get on Andy Pajes for him? No. Like Shane Bieber's value. Andy Pajes is, is going to be up sometime this yeah, year. Yeah, he's going to. The Dodgers need outfielders, anyways. Uh, or like, DH. Yeah. You know, he 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 has regressed three years in a row. He has a year and a half of control, and right now, this team has no All Star candidate. They they'll be the mercy All Star. It's going to be the like in my youth, the Ron Coomer All Star, like That's the guy who true. doesn't deserve hey. to be there. One of the two rookie pitchers deserves to be an all-star right Okay, now. fair enough. Those are the only guys who are really at that level. No one else is top of their position. Aniel De Los uh, Santos, not, a, not an all-star? No. Hey, I Sam love Aniel. Dan Hent just but, put himself in a hot bucket of water on Tuesday, and he pitched himself out of it, so he's good yeah. at that. This is true. <laughs> but, like, this team just does not have a lot that's it's flashing well. And, like I said, when, when Justin's out, if I'm going to do a Shane Bieber focus show for one of those off days – and just look at what's out there. But I, I do think, you know, I talked with, with Willie, who I'll recommend again, go follow Willie Hood if you want more Guardians draft takes, a uh, friend of both of ours, uh, at least Twitter friend for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, I we talked, his return is probably somewhere between Castilla and Tyler Motley of a year ago. Like, it's not going to be... I don't think be, it's anywhere near Castillo. No, it's it's between those two and probably closer to Motley than Castilla. Um but yeah, it's just if three years of regressive data and the the noise on the outside is not good, and teams value K rate, and you can't have a K rate under seven and get much. So it's going to be a wet. I'm I'm a total wet blanket across the board today. Sorry, I know. everyone. I know. I mean, if they if they what are they three back three and a half? I didn't look at the twins did, but um, it's, I think it's still. Too I'm not going to I'm not going to scoreboard watch until this team isn't bad. Like I mean, again, they're looking up at the Tigers first. Like this is a bad team Yeah, across the board. Everyone, I I don't know if, you know, Jose hasn't recovered from his injury. I don't know if everyone else read their press clippings and didn't work as hard this off season. I don't know if like more data came through and it made it easier. It sure looks like a few of them are pressing seriously, but they're bad. And everyone is, is it on the players? Is it on coaching? Is it a mix of both? I don't know. But right now it is, I've never seen this in my life where a team where, everyone is 30% worse than a year ago. It's, would, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I would argue, and I wasn't alive to see this, but from what I've read and what I've looked up in the past, 
it's kind of like the seventies and eighties where was it the 88 team that, that well, ended yeah, really the, strong. Yeah. The, yeah you <laughs> had the, you had the sports illustrated cover and all that stuff, but no, like, you know, they, they'd have good pitching one year and no hitting and they would trade the pitching for the hitting. And the next year they had good hitting and no pitching. So they'd fluctuate every year. And right now the pitching is still good. I know we were having a debate off air, which we'll try to have on air at some point this week, but the hitters, again, like I said, Josh Bell just isn't who everybody wanted him to be. And, you know, Josh Naylor is great against righties, but he stinks this year or he's underperforming his metrics. He's Rosario true. is, he's, is never like his, his chase. His chase rate is up like 20%. I feel like, like, I feel like that's not enough to offset what he's doing, putting the ball in play. Like, I feel like there's just because you're chasing more when you put the ball in play, you're still getting unlucky. And I still don't know if X stats, but if you're chasing, then you're also not making as great of contact, right? Because isn't as, some well, of that barrel data is down that too. Doesn't, well, that doesn't affect what he did on the on the balls he put in play. So the X stats are just. But that, so, the, but the X stats would then be a reflection of like when he does put the ball in play. No, it says barrel rate's fine. When he makes contact, it's great. But he's just the chase rate, right? Right, and, and he and the and the batted ball data for when he puts the ball in play still says he's getting unlucky. So you take that out of the equation. Yeah, he's chasing more. You know, Jimenez looks more like the player he did in twenty twenty one. You know. Tuesday night notwithstanding. Will Brennan has never – I mean, the last two games have been better as well for him, but he has never looked as bad in the minors. And a lot of these guys are just getting figured out at the major league level, and you're expecting MVP-level production from Jose Ramirez, and you're not getting it no. for whatever reason. He's I, not even giving you all-star level production right now. No, he might He might just be their all-star because – Yeah, he's he's an, I mean, he will be, but, like, right yeah. now he's a 55. This is a guy who's – like your best shot at a real, career. a real, a real all star right now are Allen and Bybee. That's crazy, yeah. So, all right, well, more fun on Wednesday. We don't have an off day this week, so I don't know when our next chance looks like. June fifth will be our next chance to get to a around the farm and draft segment after this uh, Minnesota series that's coming up. A four game set in Minnesota. My God! So Aaron Savali is going to pitch Friday in in Minnesota. That's already been announced. So. Um, that would have been Hunter Gaddis' start. Hunter Gaddis is going to the bullpen for the time being. We'll see what happens. Well, I think I think he'll go down. I think they were saying he's going to be in the bullpen until he goes down. Oh, and, this week. Okay. Yeah, so they were just saying like he could have been available. They don't know if he was going to be available tonight. So I think you'll have him in the bullpen on Wednesday and Thursday, and then Friday he goes back to AAA. Um, McKenzie only made it through three innings of his start on Tuesday because of rain. He only threw 43 pitches, so I don't know how that's going to affect him. I know everybody was saying, oh, he's lined up on Quantrill's night. That, they didn't line up on Quantrill's night because they're replacing Quantrill. Like, if you think they made this decision based on tonight's game, then I, I don't know what to tell you. But I don't know. I mean, ne- so Quantrill's next start would be Sunday at Minnesota. I don't know if McKenzie pitching 43 pitches on Tuesday has him stretched out enough to go. I mean, he'd have to go get some side work done. I don't know. Um so that that rotation spot comes up again on Sunday the fourth. Maybe maybe they can piggyback Quantrill and McKenzie for a start and kick a can down the road. You send ninety nine down, you send Gaddis down, and you kick. Although they got to make a forty man roster spot, uh, either put Pat and Battenfield on the sixty if he's not coming back anytime soon, or Jose Tina's the guy out. That's all I can think of. The belt holes. One of the interesting things I'll say for Naylor is his out of the zone swing is up. Five percent, which is not insignificant this year. 
which is why we see that chase rate. And his first pitch swing is up as well. I'm kind of curious to see if he's not pulling as much. I also think it's very interesting. His no doubt home run percentage now it's early and he doesn't have a ton. Last year it was 9%. This year it's 42. So he's not getting, it's either he's murdering it or he's not getting it out. For what it's worth, the Guardians did just send out there, and this is, you know, we're recording this at 10.52 on Eastern on, on Tuesday. The Guardians sent out their next five days, one, two, three, four days of rotations, and they didn't go as far as the fourth. So I guess that tells you they haven't decided yet. Although they don't have they don't have a starter listed for Friday either, which I guess is going to be Savali. So I guess they're going to play Playing it safe because I don't know, maybe Aaron Savali gets her on the flight to Minnesota for all who you know, we know. <laughs> so they don't, Very have, likely. they don't have Friday or Sunday listed yet um, on their rotation plan. So we'll see. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. Uh, we're going long. So let's cut this off. I want to thank you again for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever it is you get podcasts, remember to download daily and all that jive. Thank you for watching and go, go, Guardians, go.